Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The Chicago Bulls face an offseason where unless they get extremely lucky with their draft pick and it falls in the top four, they're going to have to face some serious decisions on how to add talent to this team while maintaining under the, under the luxury tax that we know ownership does not like the Bulls to go over. We're going to talk about some of the free agents, at least early on, and I think the Bulls could target in this free agency. We're also going to continue our player evaluations uh, this week with Patrick Williams, which I can't wait to see how you guys feel about this one. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, I will not be long before you today. Uh, We do have a video dropping today um, from the Bulls, all access in which the players and everybody's going to be talking about, you know, their thoughts on the season and, and, and going forward. And I'll probably have a video up shortly after that, kind of breaking that down. But right now, we, we are going to continue our player evaluations, and we're going to talk about some free agents that the, that the Bulls could target in free agency. Let's go ahead and get into it now, right? And so right now, when you look at the free agent list, the Bulls are going after a couple of different things. I talked a little bit about it on yesterday's episode on what the Bulls could be targeting. And, you know, one is the point guard position. So I'm going to bring to you uh, three point guard uh, fr- free agent targets that the Bulls could potentially go after. They range from veterans to a young player who is a, who is going to be a restricted free agent this offseason. The first one up is Fred VanVleet, right? And the biggest question when it, when you look at Fred VanVleet is if he's going to opt out of that contract, right? And on top of that, like, is he going to be willing to come to the Chicago Bulls for the for what they'd be able to offer? And when you look at the Bulls and what they can probably offer VanVleet, it would be basically the mid level exception, unless they use one of the exceptions for Alonzo Ball. It's probably going to be the full mid-level exception. Now, the biggest question around that is, is that going to be enough to entice Fred Van Vliet as an entry-level contract? He's opting out a contract of over $20 million. And so when you look at that, the Bulls being able to offer the mid-level exception as a base, that's $11 million, And we still have to doubt if the Bulls are even going to use that full mid-level exception because, as we know, we try to avoid the luxury tax per ownership. And so while Van Vliet, I think, would be the best target for the Bulls to go after um, as far as on this list, right? Not not overall on this list. Um, when you look at it like, yes, he brings leadership. He's a veteran. Um, he, you probably can get him for about a two or three year deal, which wouldn't uh, hamstring the Bulls for too long. It is a, a, still a, a nice lengthy contract. But when you look at those things, uh, his ability to shoot the three, right? His ability to just be a game manager on top of everything else, and he's already shown his ability to fit into a system that he does. He isn't necessarily going to be the, the first, second, or third option. I look at Van Vliet as a really good option for the Chicago Bulls to potentially go after now. I know some of you guys in the comments have already said, hey, is there a possibility we could trade DeMar if Van Vliet does opt in? It's highly unlikely. Um, I don't think the Bulls are going to be looking to, to to make a trade of that. I don't. Let's not even take the Bulls out of it because you guys know I do think the Bulls should look to move Demar. But even with that said, I don't think the Raptors want Demar back. So you know, I don't. I don't think that's going to be the thing. But I do look at, at Van Vliet being an option for the Bulls. Now, maybe not one that they'll go after because of the money, but he is an intriguing uh, uh, option out there for the Bulls. Now, he is younger than this next option, right? 
So when you look, the next option that I have is Mike Conley. And the reason Mike Conley is on this list is because he still has shown an ability to definitely find a way to contribute to teams on the, on the court, and he doesn't even have to be a huge factor. Yes, there's some defensive issues with him. And when you look at his size only being 6'1", which I still think is generous, but he, last season he averaged 12 points per game on uh, uh, 2, 2.7 rebounds, being probably the smallest guy on the court, 6.7 assists, and he did so on 42% shooting overall. And he shot 42% from three-point range, taking about five three-pointers per game. And that is what we need. We need somebody who can pass, distribute the ball, be a leader, right? He's not as a vocal leader, and he's not the defender, of course, that like a Pat Bev is. But I do think that he could be a target for the Chicago Bulls. Now, let's go more a long-term replacement. And this is a guy that I've talked about on this channel heavily, and that is Trey Jones. He's going to be a restricted free agent. So the Bulls would have to, you know, not only do some maneuvering with the, with the cap, but also hope that the Spurs just don't match that deal. But Trey Jones last season averaged 13 points per game at 3.6 rebounds, 6.6 assists, and about one and a half turnovers per game. The turnover per assist ratio is great. As we look for somebody who can take the ball out of Zach Levine's hands, manage that offense a little bit better, Trey Jones is absolutely that, and he could be a more longer-term replacement for Lonzo Ball, does he bring the exact skill set that Ball brings? Hell no. It's not happening, right? I don't think you're finding that for what we're going to be able to spend, again, unless we use the career-ending injury exception, and we're granted that when it comes to Lonzo Ball. You're not going to find a one-for-one replacement for Lonzo Ball in this free agent list. Now, Trey Jones, it's really kind of difficult to understand, like, how the Spurs really evaluate their roster, right? They, you know, depending on where their pick falls, they have a lot of young talent on that team. But this is also a team that you can look at and say, maybe they just don't want to pay that. They are so far away that maybe they don't. And, you know, we still don't know what's going on with Pop. Initially, thought it was thought that this was going to be Pop's last season. But now it kind of seems like, hey, he may be he may be interested in keep coaching these young guys, staying around for a little bit longer. And if that's the case, then, you know, maybe you open yourself up. But, again, Trey Jones, another really good game manager that, like I said, that assist to turnover ratio is excellent. And then his ability to, he's not a three-point shooter, right? When you look at his three-point shooting, he shot the ball 28% from three-point range last season, only 2.3 assists. So there's questions about it being the fit that way, right? And we know we do need to add some shooting to this team. So he may not be the fit in that area, but as somebody who can manage the game, I like Trey Jones' uh, impact there. And then a forward prospect for us to look at that I'm going to bring up here is Harrison Barnes. You guys know he was on my list last season. As as somebody, you know, coming into the season, there was some thought that he may be a bio candidate. Now the Kings ended up really excelling what some people thought they were going to be coming into the season. And so they didn't really sell off a lot of pieces. That makes sense. When you look at Harrison Barnes, he's absolutely somebody that you probably could get for a decent contract offer, right? Not not anything huge. You're not going to have to spend the $18, $20 million, anything like that. Ferris and Barnes more than likely, he is somebody that you can realistically see yourself getting around that mid-level type money. And because of that, you have to look at it and say, all right, what can the Bulls go after? This is a guy who is coming in, legit size, 6'8", 225 pounds. Again, we know that he'll probably play some center uh, for the Chicago Bulls with Billy Donovan's roster, if we're just being honest. But when you look at what he was able to do last season, again, not being a heavily touted option on offense he only got nine and a half shots per game and when we get into the evaluation for Patrick Williams you'll understand why that's so important um for example Patrick Williams got about eight and a half shots per game and 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 hit it at about the same clip but only averaged 10 points per game whereas Harrison Barnes with the same basically the same shots about one shot more per game than Patrick Williams got 15 points per game 
Four and a half rebounds per game, 1.6 assists. He shot the ball 37% from three-point range, taking four three-pointers per game did, did Harrison Barnes in the Sacramento Kings offense. Now, they run a completely different offense, a way more efficient offense than what the, Bull, the Bulls wish they could run an offense about two-thirds of, of, of as good as what the Sacramento Kings did. But he's a guy who can come in, can do a lot for you. Again, not saying that he's going to be the end-all, be-all, that he's like this marquee free agent signing. I honestly don't know if the Bulls do that. But I look at Harrison Barnes, do a, a marquee signing this offseason, but I look at Harrison Barnes as somebody who can absolutely come in, contribute, whether it be starting, whether it be coming off the bench. He's going to find a role. And if we are locked into Patrick Williams discovering himself on the bench, which we'll talk about here coming up, Harrison Barnes can immediately slide in at starter for you, do some things. Uh, now, rim protection, he doesn't offer any of that. Harrison Barnes, over the course of his career, has only averaged 0.1 blocks per game. So you're not looking at that. But he is a guy who's come in. He doesn't foul often. He doesn't turn the ball over often. He only averages one turnover a game per his career. He can come in, be solid for you in all areas. And I'm looking at Harrison Barnes as a potential target to come into this team and to kind of help this team out with some size, with some shooting, with some, not playmaking, but he's a decent passer on top of everything else. So that's kind of my early free agent target list for the Chicago Bulls. Nothing too crazy here. Nothing amazing here, right? But again, just kind of kind of where my mind's kind of looking at. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill right now with where we are in the offseason but let's get into the thing that we came here to talk about and that is this player evaluation for Patrick Williams for the 2022-23 season when you look at Patrick Williams season uh, see a uh, career high in points per game he averaged 10.2 points per game on 8.3 shots per game um also he shot the ball 46 percent from from the field goal range 41 percent from three-point range with 2.6 uh, attempts per game averaged four rebounds 1.2 assists about a steal and a block per game to Patrick Williams get right under that 0.9 in both those last two stats areas 57.6 percent shooting uh true shooting from the field and he had a PER of 11.3 his defensive rating was 112.6 which is really really solid again I think Patrick the, the problem that I have when it comes to Patrick Williams is not necessarily the thing that him not having the ability to do these things is how consistently he just does not give them, right? And when you look at Patrick Williams' shot chart as well, one of the things that's evident from him, he took his most shots last season from three-point range. He took 275 shots from three-point range. The next closest up to that was close to the rim. He took 237 shots 
within eight feet of the basket um, last season. And then everything else, he only took 91 shots from eight to 16 feet. That's that mid-range area. Again, we know it's been evident when Zach and DeMar's on the court with him, he's, he's way less aggressive and he just doesn't get many chances at that mid-range. Also, with the people who say that Patrick Williams should be a three, with how slow his shot release is, you gotta, like he actually benefits from playing the four because his shot release has been slower. And so going out to that three-point range area kind of helps him with that. But again, only 91 mid-range shot from Patrick Williams all season. Now, he hit that at a 41% clip, which is cool. And then when you look at the 16 to 24 feet, he took 69 shots in that area for 40% shooting. He didn't shoot below 40% in any area of the field, uh, of the court, I should say, not field. And that's solid. When you look at his shot zones, right? Uh, Patrick Williams took his most shots. Um, well, I'm sorry. Uh, his, his, where he likes to take his shots is 194 shots he took in the restricted area overall. Uh, he took 164 shots above the break three-point range. Uh, and then the left corner three, 54 shots. He hit that at a 55% clip. And then the right corner three, 57 shots from there, 38%. So basically what we're seeing from Patrick Williams' shot chart is he loves that left corner three, and he's almost elite at that area. Now, the volume needs to be a thing, and that's overall where we sit with Patrick Williams' career. Volume, right? He needs to increase the number of shots that he takes. We came into the season, I gave the stats, when Patrick Williams coming into the season had double-digit shot attempts, he averaged almost 16, 6, and 6, right? Because he's more engaged. Now, that has come down this season because he did have more games this season where he shot double-digit attempts and did not quite have that impact. But one of the things that's hard to evaluate with Patrick Williams is how much of this is, is aggression, how much of it is the lack of having plays called for him. But overall, when you look at a player that came in with as much promise that was a fourth overall pick, right, that was your starter to start the season that lost that starting position, yes, he did find himself in many ways coming off the bench but you also have to look at how coaching has hurt him, right? Because you look at it, like there are times where Patrick Williams absolutely should have been in games. He was playing well, but Billy Donovan went with the small ball lineup. There was also times where Patrick Williams wasn't playing well. He got cooked in some games and he was left in games. And so really in evaluating Patrick Williams season, right? And removing the expectations. I think that's the biggest thing for me, right? You guys don't have to remove your expectations. They're your own expectations. What I try to do in these evaluations is remove the expectations that I had for the player personally. And so while I did have expectations of Patrick Williams taking the lead, I had expectations of after working out with DeMar this summer that he was going to come in ready to go. We were going to see a more aggressive, more focused, all that Patrick Williams. We saw it in spurts. We saw it at times. And the, and the flashes that we did see when Patrick Williams was aggressive, aggressive, when he was attacking the rim, when he was going, were beautiful. It, it left so much hope. But Removing those expectations that I personally have for Patrick Williams coming into this season, it was a solid C minus, I would guess. Now, I can understand it being lower than that. And like I said, some of that is out of his control. Some of it, right? But overall, we keep waiting for Patrick Williams to be this player that hits this, this ceiling of whatever it is or makes a, a, some, a development leap. And it could very well still come. Patrick Williams is still a very young kid. He is 21 years old. He'll be 22 coming into next season. They're going to be about 10 rookies coming into next season that are still older than Patrick Williams or slightly younger, around the same age. So when you look at that, right, he still has more than enough time to continue to develop and grow. But when you have to look at the season that he had this season, yes, he hit some career highs for him. And that, you have to acknowledge that. But he, Patrick Williams still has not found a way to impact the game 
night in and night out, right? What's your one thing you're going to do to have an impact on this game? We still see games where Patrick Williams disappeared, right? And that is something that I hope he can learn from Kobe White. Kobe White came into this season, and every game he found a way to impact that game positively. He found a way to, co to con contribute to whatever was going on with the Bulls. Now, we did only win 40 games. That's not just his fault. But, again, you have to find a way. And until Patrick Williams stops being so ho-hum about some things, it's always going to be disappointing, and not because he doesn't have the skill. And I think that's what leads to so much frustration with Patrick Williams around Bulls Nation. Yes, there is some people that are going to just always have this bias against Patrick Williams because he was a number four overall pick, and they look at who went after him and things like that. I removed myself from that aspect of it just because he didn't choose to become a number four overall pick. That was the Bulls' decision to go after him. I'm judging the player, not the decision to go after him. And so because of that, you know, I just wish Patrick Williams understood how good he can be. And I think if he ever does get that, if he ever does get that confidence, right, that swagger about him that we've seen Kobe White get into this season, I think it's good. the sky's going to be the limit for Patrick Williams at that point. But I can't keep giving a pass because you have the potential to be something that you have not been, right? I've said this all the time. It's one of my sayings on the show. Potential is not always realized. And that's what we're getting so far with Patrick Williams. We've seen signs of it. We see flashes of it. We see games in which we're like, Patrick, this P will do this every single night. And like I said, some of it is the roster that he's on. He's never going to be a, a, a top three option on a team when you have Vooch, DeMar, and Zach Levine. You're just not. And now with Kobe White's ascension as well, you're just not going to get that unless you go out and carve it out for yourself. You have to make the coaches, the everyone, notice and take and take notice of the fact that you're, you're here to play ball. And Patrick Williams so far in his career has just been too passable. I called him Passive P at times this season, right? And Passive P went away. And the Passive P came back. And the Passive P went away for a few games. Passive P came back. We need, going into next season, consistency from Patrick Williams. Whatever that is, find your lane. Find your way to impact the game and do that every single game. So my evaluation for Patrick Williams this season is really just, it's a C uh, minus. And I really wanted to give higher than that. And then sometimes I wanted to give lower than that. But I think that's fair. Patrick Williams had an okay season. And the flashes, the flashes just make you realize what potential this guy has, man, both defensively and offensively, right? So hopefully he discovers that over the course of this offseason. At some point, you know, hopefully he just hits that and understands it, kind of like what Kobe White did. And we'll end up seeing what that means for the Bulls in the long run. But that's it for today's daily episode. Only two topics today. Still went a little bit long. I thought this was going to be a shorter episode. Why would I think that? Because when I get to talking about my Bulls, I get to yapping. But you guys can let me know what you guys think on both these topics down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes going down tomorrow, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.